What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. I'm going to tell you a story uh, about something that happened recently that I experienced, and I want to relay this story so that you understand the importance of delivery, and it's kind of going to be linked to something that uh, it happened to me today, uh, and I'll use that as an example, too, but I've talked a lot about my of my uh, perception as aggressive or uh, as a yeller, right? As somebody that um, is confrontational, as as uh, combative or argumentative or whatever, right? And some of that's earned, uh, especially when I was younger. Uh, as a young first class, I, I was a yeller. And, and it was the way that I dealt with uh, things being done the wrong way. It's the way that I delivered it and accountability or the way I delivered the message of, of my frustration with what was going on. And a lot of that anger came from my belief in my people and my belief in that they could do so much better. And my belief in that if they would just take ownership and just do what I was telling them to do, that, you know, everything would go so much better. And, and that, they had so much more in them that the product they were putting their name on could be so much better. And I was mad that they weren't living up to that potential. Uh, and I quickly realized uh, about three, four months into my LPO tour that, uh, you know, I was in the galley and I was I was yelling about something and I could just see these glazed over looks on their faces uh, that everybody completely checked out. Not, not 30 seconds into what I was saying, no one was listening anymore. Uh, and it hit me in the face like a shovel that that delivery method was not working. They're not listening to me. So no matter how much I yell, I'm screaming at the wind, right? I'm yelling and they're not listening. So the the punch behind that delivery is completely useless. It's not having the desired effect. So what, what, what's the point? What am I doing? It's not working. So it's clearly not the most effective delivery method, right? And they were rapidly losing faith in me. They weren't going to follow me much longer if I continued to just beat them down all the time. Um, and so realizing those things, I adjusted fire and figured out new ways to do things. I had a lot of conversations with people. Shortly after this, I made chief uh, and a lot of time and effort went into training me, not just during the chief season, but the year after that. And I, I've spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about that first year. Um, where there was definitely a, a refining process. And I learned a lot about what motivates people and how to exploit those motivators. And once I see the logic in something, I digest it and, and put it into use pretty quickly. Uh, I just, based on my experience with leadership in the past, I, I was kind of emulating some of that. I thought that's what a military leader sh should be when holding people accountable. And I was very, very wrong. So with that framework in place, uh, I want to talk about, uh, what happened recently with me where, uh, a very high level leader, we were at a meeting. I wasn't actually at this meeting. I want to, I want to preface this with, I'm sharing this story, uh, though I didn't personally experience it. I have had personal experiences with this leader, uh, very much in the same vein. And it's, they struggle with the same thing, except this leader is a very high level leader, uh, in the command. And, uh, you, you know, you have higher expectations of leaders as they elevate through the ranks. And uh, we're in a place where this leader should know better. And they do. Uh, and they just didn't have control of it and, and do at times lose control 
of their response to things when they're not going the way that they should or when they think that they're too involved in something that uh, should be handled by leaders below them. And what I can tell you about my experience with this leader is that they think a lot. They're very much uh, in their head a lot about a lot of the things going on. They're very concerned with the success of the command, which is a good thing. They're very concerned with uh, all the things that are going on, which is a good thing. And they want to help in every way that they possibly can, which is a very good thing. However, uh, the way that they go about doing that sometimes interjects themselves in processes that they should not be interjecting themselves in at points in the process where they should not be involved because the, the QA and review process of the lower level leaders hasn't been allowed to happen yet and when they interject themselves in those processes they find an incomplete product and when they find an incomplete product they're unhappy with that because it's not in the state that they that they think it should be or it's not being done the way they think it should be done and they get very concerned that something's going wrong and they basically invent a problem where there isn't one because everything else in the process hasn't been allowed to happen yet. The leaders involved haven't had a cut on this thing or haven't been able to finish molding this thing. Uh, And if he doesn't see it happening the way that he thinks it should be happening, he kind of goes off the rails a little bit and and freaks out a little early in the process and, and is involved in a way that if you want something or you need something or the mission demands something and as a leader you need that to get done you task the experts with doing that thing how it gets done so long as they're coloring inside the lines following procedures not jeopardizing anyone's safety or equipment or anything like that everything's legal and and above board it doesn't matter how it gets done as leaders we struggle commonly with If it's not getting done the exact way that I would do it, it must be wrong because the product I turn out is perfect, right? (laughs) You know, not really. Um, I can tell you, and I've talked about it before, that there are a lot of things that my guys do that if I did it, I would do it better. And of course I would. That should be an expectation that a lot of the things that they do that I would do better because I've been doing this for 17 years. I have infinitely more experience and level of knowledge doing these things that my skills should be sharper in a lot of areas. It's not always true. Not at all. But a lot of the times it's 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 silly to think it's like it's like going to the gym and with an olympic level weightlifter right i i do olympic weightlifting as a as a hobby right it's something i enjoy quite a bit if i go in there with an olympian of course he's going to lift more than me of course he is no one would expect anything else so why would i expect them to do a better job at something or this turn out the same product as i would it doesn't make any sense So interjecting himself in this process at the stage that he is, he expects to find a product done a certain way. And when he doesn't find that, he's not happy. Okay, Uh, and and it happened recently where we were at a a meeting where we discuss uh, work for the day. He's being briefed on the plan for all the different work centers on what's you know, what's going on. Right. And. Uh, gets you get permission for stuff and whatever, right? So being briefed, not happy with what's being briefed, not happy with the way things was the way things were going and the way some things were going to happen, but really had interjected himself in some processes earlier in the day and kind of let it all come to a head at this meeting, and blew up, threw a chair, responded really immaturely, walked out of the meeting, and then proceeded to restart and walk out of the meeting several more times. Um, and as a result, wasted a ton of people's time 
uh, stopped production, diverted leaders' attention. And when I say leaders, I'm talking like 25 people, <laughs> leaders in the command. All of their attention is diverted from what it should be on to redoing this meeting and rebriefing these things delaying everything else they have to do which trickles down and affects every junior sailor on the submarine who's waiting on the direction and waiting on approval and waiting on the go-ahead on whatever they have to get done and then the leadership that is supposed to be following this man sat there and watched this happen and lost further respect for someone that for the efficiency of the command to be maintained they have to have some level of respect for um and what happened as a result of that is the the very next day uh some people approached him talked to him about it uh, explained to him uh the effect of it the perception by all those leaders and uh and then at the next day's meeting where we were discussing the same things, uh, he basically issued an apology, um, which, you know, is, is great that that happened. Obviously, uh, it needed to happen. It repaired some of the damage, some of the damage. Um, but again, I, and I mentioned before, this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, it's not the first time that this leader has done this. Uh, and there's a lot of stories that are, are relayed about this leader that that caused people to deal with him in ways that they shouldn't. Uh, it, it damages the efficiency of the command. It damages trust and leadership. And that's dangerous. That slope is steep and slippery. Uh, it's how good commands very rapidly become bad commands. And uh, that story in and of itself, it, the, the problem with it was the attitude of shooting first and asking questions later. You can't just destroy someone based on incomplete uh, or incorrect information. You have to take the time to pull that apart. I've learned too many times I've learned lessons with my foot firmly in my mouth because I didn't ask questions first, because I didn't get context, because I didn't pull the string and get the full picture before I passed judgment on something. Because I, I do need to do that sometimes. There are times where I need to pass judgment, hold someone accountable, uh, make some kind of a decision, or initiate some kind of corrective action based on what's presented to me. But first, I can't just take one guy's cut on Like, I can't have one sailor walk up to me and say, see, who did this and he's all effed up and this is what happened and you need to go fix that I can't take that as gospel and go destroy whoever they pointed me in the direction of I need to ask more questions I need to look at whatever they screwed up and see it is it in fact screwed up like we're talking about paperwork oh he didn't order this thing or he didn't sign this paperwork or he didn't do this daily in, in the you know right amount of time or or whatever I need to look at it first Maybe they're wrong. Maybe they don't even know what they're talking about. Maybe it got done. Maybe there's a really reason, good reason it didn't get done and they didn't know about it. Maybe theirs is a knee-jerk reaction. So mine cannot be, especially as a leader, I cannot just destroy them and then figure out what happened and then try to go back and repair that. And it happens a lot. People just make, like jump to conclusions and make assumptions and really quickly destroy people. And that's how you lose people's trust. That's how we lose junior sailors faith in us as leaders that's how you lose the faith of junior sailors in the chief's mess today at the same meeting well it was a 
it was a different meeting, but same, same construct. All the leaders are in a room. We do, uh, like an LPO call thing. All the chiefs and officers and LPOs are there. And we, we do that where we kind of put out stuff for the morning and, you know, stuff that needs to go out to the junior sellers, whatever. And then we kind of break up by division and department and do quarters. I struggle with, it upsets me very much when I'm in the middle, I'm in the middle of a conversation and as I'm talking to another person, someone walks up and just starts talking to the person that I'm talking to. And it, it happens more than it should. <laughs> I feel like I'm just unlucky in that way. Or maybe I just notice it because I get so keyed up about it. I notice it more than I should. Or I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really sensitive to it, though. I, it really bothers me. So knowing that, uh, I'm sitting there and I it, we go from that meeting directly into a divisional or departmental quarter. So I get the supply department all gathered around, right? And, and we're doing quarters. And when I say quarters, I, I know it's it can be different where I, I, I my impression of the way it's done on the surface fleet is everybody's kind of like formed up and you're doing this formal quarters. That's not what we were doing. It's more of like we break up in a smaller group and just kind of have a, a roundtable meeting with the leadership from the supply department where I talk about you know what I need to talk about and then my supply officer talks and the you know logistics side talks and we just kind of all get on the same page we talk about some stuff and then we go you know disseminate what the work list to our guys and get to work right so i'm doing that i have my supply leadership there and, and i'm talking <laughs> i'm having quarters everyone in that room knows we're having quarters because they're having quarters everyone else is doing the same thing and no less than six different people walked up and interrupted my quarters to talk to the logistics side or, or me or my supply officer. And I, I corrected the first four people and said, Hey, I'm in the middle of quarters, come back later. And some of the people that came sub came after that <laughs> heard me say that and still came up and interrupted my quarters. So I kind of, I lost it a little bit on the last guy and I was a little unprofessional when I did it. And uh, I was corrected by my CMC. He grabbed me and pulled me in the chief's quarters and kind of talked to me. He's like, you have to be way more careful about how you deliver those things and how you... Because I kind of... I got loud with a guy and I was kind of being condescending where I said, you know, does anybody else want to interrupt my quarters? Anybody else need to interrupt what I'm doing and talk to the supply department? Right. I was kind of being a jerk about it a little bit, but I was pretty upset because of those people had heard me. And, and but that is, it's not an excuse, right? You, you still can't do that because now I'm a condescending prick to the guy I talk to and anybody within earshot, right? I, I can't do that. I can't represent myself that way as a leader. Uh, it's not the right way to go about it, but I let my temper get the best of me. I got upset and uh, instead of restraining myself, I lost my cool a little bit um, and I owe somebody an apology for that. And as soon as I find him, because he's on a different shift right now, uh, I will deliver that. But uh, I, I lost it a little bit and it's the same thing where the shoot first, I mean, I, the questions that needed to be asked were answered already. It was not appropriate for them to be doing that, but I could have dealt with that in a way more professional way. I could have said the same thing I said to the first four people, you know, Hey, I need you to come back later. I am in the middle of quarters and I can change my voice inflection and my tone a little bit to be firm, but professional. I can do that. I have that skill. I just decided to lose my temper and be a little immature in the moment, which was a mistake. And that you lose a lot of credibility there. And it's almost like I, I'm at the, the place where my experience level 
I, I know it's wrong as it's happening. It's like I want to grab the words as they're falling out of my mouth. And I instantly felt shame <laughs> as I was doing it. But I'm still human, and I'm still prone to that, to that kind of a mistake. Um, and so I had that conversation, and, and I express, I vented a little bit to my CMC, and, and then he, st- but he still said he's like, you can do what you need to do in correcting that issue without being unprofessional. And he's right, uh, he's absolutely right, and that's why it's so important. Is I lost a little credibility this morning, and I that can't happen. I can't allow myself. I'm for I'm far enough along. I'm mature enough. I know enough. I've experienced this enough that should not have happened and then he made the point of you know if you want to do this job someday which I do uh, that you can't do that stuff you need to you need to get a handle on that and and he you know he made a comment that I'm 150% better than I was when he first reported the command because he's he's worked on me a little bit and it's uh, it's worked he's he's not wrong but yeah, I, I, it was something that shooting first and ask questions later, right? You, it can't happen, and that's why uh, I read. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm very likely gonna do another response, uh, spin the yarn to the op-ed piece I just saw in the Navy Times uh, from a guy basically talking about the, the how broken the Chiefs mess is. I'm still, it's kind of like the last one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait a minute. Uh, I'm going to get some feedback on what some some of my mentors feel about that article and feel about someone doing that uh, in general while they're on active duty. But also, I kind of want to let my emotions settle because uh, my first reaction when someone attacks a cheese mess is always to defend it. And that's not always the right answer. Sometimes we're wrong. So I want to calm down a little bit uh, and kind of digest it a little bit and think about it a little bit. But um, that was one of the things in there was the chief's mess not having the credibility that it should based on the way we're perceived to deal with things by junior sailors and by the Navy going directly to chief's mess when they only represent a fraction of the enlisted force, right? What I think they missed there is that it's our job to represent them, and that's why they go to us. Are we doing the best job of it? Probably not. Uh, could we do a way better job of it? Absolutely. Um, but again, I'll, I'll attack that topic separately. But that was what you see in that article, the tone of that article, and I encourage you to go read it. The tone and the opinion that young man has of the cheese mess, that's why. We lose a lot of credibility and trust based on those kind of things, based on not t- taking their feedback, by not soliciting their feedback, by not listening to their ideas and not building trust and building a rapport with them, by not listening, by just destroying them without getting the full picture and calling it accountability. That's what happens. That didn't get that way because he got yelled at in boot camp. That's not what happened. And you see that over and over again. You can you can make excuses and you can say that, oh, that's just junior sailors and that's just millennials and that's just, you know, because they're lazy and whatever. That's there are there's truth there. There's too many people that hold that opinion. And and as leaders, we can't afford to lose that kind of credibility. We can't afford to not have them trust us. You will be an ineffective leader, I guarantee it. So that's something that you need to look at and be very wary of. Do not put yourself in a position to alienate them. Do not put yourself in a position to lose trust. Accountability has to happen and they will respect you more for it, but it has to happen the right way. Nobody is going to tolerate 
just getting attacked all the time. It's not going to happen. It's like the dog analogy. You kick them enough, they're going to bite you. Guaranteed. Read that op-ed. They're biting. So be very wary of it. Understand the effects of it. It kills me that I let myself uh, lose my cool like that because of how dangerous it is to lose any kind of credibility like that. And I guarantee that, like, the guys sitting at the table, like my supply guys, I didn't lose much credibility with them. They probably looked at it like I was defending them. They probably thought it was cool that their senior chief was standing up to these people, that kind of thing. But there's a lot of other leaders in that room, including the one that I jumped on, and I lost some credibility there. And that's, that's not right, and that's not the right answer. That's a guy that has come to me in the past with questions and asked for feedback so that he could be a better leader. And I probably just slammed that door shut. And I'm hoping I can reopen it when I go talk to him and, and apologize for, for the way I, I delivered that. That wasn't the right way of doing it. Um, but it's dangerous. And it's important that we don't do that. And it's important for those reasons. It's important because you want those people to come to you. You want them to get that feedback from you. You want them to ask you for that kind of help. And that's it. Uh, if you got any kind of feedback or if you read the op-ed and you have opinions on it, please get me your opinion on that. On that, uh, I'm going to post this as soon as I can um, so that you can get me those before I record something uh, in response to that. My initial reaction was vitriol. <laughs> and uh, so I'm trying to calm down and digest it because there's something there. There's meat on that bone and I, and I want to get to it uh, so that I can hopefully intelligently address that in hopes that it gets to that young man and uh and maybe we can have a discussion about it it'd be really cool to get him on the podcast i would love to have that discussion we both could learn something i think so uh so yeah if you need anything from us or you can provide me any kind of feedback on that op-ed uh hit us up don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com you can facebook message us at don't give up the ship podcast or you can dm me on instagram at dguts podcast uh hit us up give me that feedback uh or anything else you need questions comments concerns and i'll get back to you as soon as i possibly can and that's it thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship